1: host, Beth Ann. And, uh, well, you, Dave, talker, and I welcome you, the C.S. Dr. Andrews, my my pleasure to be here with you today. I want to, um, before I get started on the prayer, I got a message from Mindy Patterson today, and she and her husband and daughter, Dana, were in a horrific car accident last evening. Now, Dana and, and Mindy are doing well um, her husband has sustained uh, several injuries, and he will be having surgery this morning. Um, she asked that I pray for her, and I know that you love her, and I ask that you pray for that family. Um, and also, uh, Mike, uh, that is my affiliate in Conway, Arkansas, I ask that you will be praying for him. So let's do that now. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we just, we know that we live in a broken world and things just happen. But Father, I praise you and thank you that Mindy and her family are basically okay. Mark will have a long recovery. I pray for the him as he goes through surgery this morning. I pray that you will be with the doctors as they try to mend the bones that are broken and to help this man get back on the road of recovery. And, Father, I pray for Mike. I pray that you will heal his body of this virus that has attacked it. And be with his wife as she is in uncertain times and just worn out, I'm certain. Father, we praise you for all things you have created. And all things, Father, are created for your glory, not for us. Including us, which is sometimes hard to believe that you created us for your glory. Oh, Father, how we let you down every day. But we praise you for the God that you are, the great I am the creator, the sustainer of life, and the Savior. Thank you, Father, for your love and your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness and for those arms that you will place around us when we need them. All you ask is that we love you. Protect our President, Father. Protect this nation. Protect all. Father, as our, in our coming and our going. Lord, you have blessed us beyond measure, and yet we ask for more. Thank you for those blessings. And as Mike Lindell, my pillow guy, said in his video, Father, we pray for protection, but most importantly, we pray for your will. For God's will to be done, Father. Your will. Your ways are always the best ways, and yet we don't understand them. Give us the strength and the understanding to endure what is ahead of us today, tomorrow, and in every minute of our future. I give to you CSC Talk Radio. And Father, I ask you that you use it. Not for my benefit but to glorify you. May I speak only truth and touch the hearts of others. For such a time as this, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Some mornings it's hard to to get things together. You know, I constantly have computer problems. I've got a new computer, I just haven't figured out how to use it, so I'm still on the old one that gives me all kinds of fits. Um, but I am using the new one off and on I was thinking this morning as I was reading through the articles and sometimes it's just the title but I thought betrayed impeach travesty abhorrent existential these are the words we're hearing you know when I was in junior high I made a, I made a small part in a play. I couldn't even tell you what the play was about now. It was just some silly thing. It wasn't any Broadway story of any kind. But I re- still remember my line. It was one word. Yeah, I made a big part there. One word. I was to stop my foot. There was three of us ladies. Each one had one word. I don't know what theirs were. I memorized my line. Stop my foot and say, contemptuous you look that up, scornful, derisive, condescending, disdainful, disapproving, sneering, disrespectful, supercilious. (laughs) Who uses that word every day? Despicable. Contemptuous. You know, there are a lot of adjectives being thrown around lately. Or verbs. (laughs) And I... I know this is kind of strange, but when I was writing this, I thought, you know, I used to just when I was in junior high, I couldn't do it now to save my soul, probably, but I lo- I enjoyed diagramming sentences. It was, uh yeah. Rudy's looking at me funny. It was uh fun for me. I don't know why, but I I, I enjoyed it. I wasn't necessarily good. I mean, I I got decent grades. <laughs> wasn't the exceller in it, but uh It kind of got complicated as you went down and went down on these long sentences. But I enjoyed it. And you knew what word was explaining the other word. You know, the adjectives, the adverbs, the verbs, the nouns. But um, as I go through the news, I don't know how you feel about our nation. I think I do, but I don't know how you're feeling in your heart about this political arena. You know, they are games, right? They may not be gladiators with headgear and, and spears and, and the shields, but it's a game. Who's the prize? I guess that's the question. I've been thinking a lot about a lot of things lately. No, not about blowing up the White House. That's Madonna. Oh, By the way, did you know Lady Gaga is going to be singing the national anthem for Biden's inauguration? Art, right? I'm hoping she's at least going to be wearing some clothes. I'm growing weary of the talking heads and the patriots who say this and say that. And the reality, the reality of things seems to just be... But I don't know. Sometimes just the title of an article sends me into a tither. Some absurdity of it all. It's just crazy. How do we, the people, react to what is happening? Or what happened? Why are the ones... We are the ones who have been betrayed. I'll explain later in the show why I'm concentrating on that word. We are the ones... Who should impeach and remove from our lives and take back control? We complain about the schools. They'll have. Take your children out of the schools. Get a grip. Take control. Children in school, get them out. Universities, these Ivy Leagues, don't send them there. You're just going broke doing it anyway. Train your children up in the way they should go. They will not depart from it, they say. The scripture says. Private school? Well, you know, the Dems don't want you to have options. They don't want believe in school choice. And you should ask yourself just exactly why that is. Teach them, your children, the Ten Commandments. Teach them of God and His laws and His sacrifice. Teach them the fundamental things of life. Teach them the history of this nation. Teach them truth. Teach them to be humble yet proud. Teach them how to think independently. Teach them. And grandparents. You have a responsibility, too. Teach your children how to respect life, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, property, and prosperity. Teach them how to plant a seed and nurture and harvest. Teach them the rule of law. Teach them to pray. Oh, there's so much more. we got to start taking charge. It's our responsibility. We can't allow the corrupt people to take charge of our lives any longer. You don't have to storm the Capitol. You have to take over your life. Listening to talk Radio, this is Beth Ann, and we'll be right back. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot heart, set your table with Liberty. The new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes are American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high quality work, Was saying is, teach your children the truth. If you can't get them out of the schools, you teach them the truth. It is up to you. We have Daniel Turner with us. Daniel, how are you doing today?
2: Beth Ann, uh, thank
3: you for having me on. You know, every day gets a little easier, um, so I'm I'm not as bad <laughs> today as I have been in the past. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I guess we got to get used to this new life we're in. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how it feels, you know. It just feels like... You know, I don't know. The atmosphere is just its just strange. I don't know how else to put it.
3: No, and I think that's, that's what we're all struggling with. And, and you, we're trying, We're seeing people who are calling for calm and calling for unity, and I, and I appreciate all that and, 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 and want that. Um, my only question is it, it's very hard to have a conversation with people who do not see, you just mentioned truth, who do not see truth the same way you do. Now, they would probably say the same thing about us. And for many hours on your show, we've talked about climate change, (laughs) right? And we've talked about all these big issues. And how can two people, two Americans, see one issue and both conclude totally different things? And so I, I wonder, how are we going to have a dialogue and, and come together as one country with people who objectively see truth completely different than, you. oh no, I can't say objectively, who see truth in one way when we see it in another. How are we supposed to talk when you say that's an apple and I say it's an orange? Could we ever have dialogue? And that's kind of where I'm, I'm, I'm stuck and I don't know how to move past it.
1: You know, it is difficult. But last night I was thinking, and that's kind of where I was trying to go with my monologue this morning, that we have to start taking things into our own hands. We can't change D.C. That doesn't mean we should ignore D.C. I'm not saying that at all. But like you, you moved out of the city and into a rural area. You did that. You did that for Daniel. And... Mm-hmm. uh you know, we have to start taking things in our own hands. And these, if we're going to sit and complain about how the, and I don't know if you saw the news last night on how this teacher was really being racist and, and, uh, you know, trying to make the children apologize for being white and privileged, and they had to write about it. And um, so she is being reprimanded. But we have to, as parents and grandparents, we have to stay on top of that. We have to take responsibility. You never could. I I know when I was raising my kids, well, I sure couldn't teach them the math. I, I'm, I'm not good enough. But I, I could teach them when they were little, but not when they got into high school and they did something called trigonometry and all that stuff. But I can teach them right from wrong. I can teach them about the truth in... in um, in biblical terms and in law, and and you can teach them those things. You can teach them the truth in in, uh, the creation. You can tell them, yes, this is a theory here, but this is what we believe and this is why we believe it. We have to take that into our own hands. I guess, you know, when we're trying to figure out what the truth is, you know, I'm kind of simple-minded. Of course, I'm a believer, so to me, that's where I go to is the scriptures for the truth. But for people who don't have that, that's why we come up with totally different ideas, with totally yeah, different a, synopsis of of one particular uh, to- uh, topic.
3: Exactly, and you know, there's a there's a, a a story that anyone who's ever taken philosophy in in school. Especially if you get into metaphysics, there's this old story that that is told over and over again how a teacher and a professor were arguing back and forth and back and forth and couldn't agree on anything, and finally the teacher took the whole class outside and they started walking. And the class, where are we going? And the professor said, just keep walking. And they walked and they walked until they were finally in the middle of the woods. And there it was a a mighty 100-year-old oak tree, big and huge and strong, reaching into the sky, millions of leaves, and the teacher pointed to the tree and said, that is a tree. Can we all agree on that? And the class looked around and said, yeah, we can agree on that. And he said, great. Now we can go back to the classroom and continue. Uh, meaning you have to begin with one thing that is truth, and we have to agree that that is truth.
2: Mm-hmm. I can't do
3: that with the other side. And it's not just on as, as, as complex as climate change. It's an issue as simple as, well, that's not a boy. It could be a girl. Well, well, but, but it's not. Well, no. How do, who are you to say what, what the gender is? A couple in Canada, where which has a curfew in Quebec, uh, I like to pronounce it the French way because I'm so cosmopolitan, Quebec has an <laughs> 8 p.m. curfew, and a couple went for a walk. Um, violating curfew, the only reason you're allowed outside is if you, and this is a true story, I'm not making this up, you can Google it, um, the only reason you're allowed after curfew is if you're walking your dog. Well, the wife put a, a dog collar on the husband and they went for a walk because they wanted to walk. And when they were stopped by the police, she said, oh, no, no, this is my dog. And the police didn't believe her, and they fined them both 1500 Canadian dollars for violating curfew. Well, I ask the question, who are you to say that's not a dog? Because what if he said he was a woman? What if he said he was Rachel Dalazal who says, I identify as black? What if you identify as something else? So if we can't come to a truth of these simple things, that is a boy, that is a girl, that is good, that is bad. This is violence. No, it's not It's speech. They told me that in 2017 as I attended Trump's inauguration. And there was violence all around me. They said, that's not violence, that's speech. Well, now they tell us when we have 100,000 people on the mall, none of them whom went to the Capitol. 500,000 people on the mall, they say, well, that's violence. And I say, huh, I just thought that was speech. So how are we supposed to have a dialogue with these people when we cannot agree to what truth even is?
1: Well basically because the truth is not in them. They have no truth, Daniel. It's just not there. You know, when you've got Don Lemon, bless his little heart, when you have Don Lemon standing up and saying, if you voted for Trump, you vote vote for the, you back the Klan and the Nazis, and yet they're the ones that want to throw the rest of us into concentration camps and reprogram us. That's Nazi. (laughs) You
3: know, yeah. I'm
1: not, and, and I'm not you, going... Go
3: ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, it makes you wonder, does Don Lemon, as Tucker calls him, Don Lemon, does Don Lemon not know any Trump voters? He doesn't have a cousin who he likes, who he grew up with, who happens to be a Trump voter, and he says, look, I disagree with cousin Bill, but he's a good guy. For you to make that general statement, all... I would never make the statement, all Biden voters hate America. I would say they don't understand the facts, maybe. I would say they – but but I wouldn't make such an awful – because I know Biden voters, and I like them, and they're family members. We disagree on politics. We see truth and maybe differently. But but to make that blanket statement means no one in his world does not think the way he thinks. Is he going well, he to tell us about the importance of diversity? Right. I mean, what is diversity if you have no one in your world who doesn't think like you do? I have lots of people in my world who think differently than I do, and I haven't excluded them, but boy, have some of them excluded me.
1: Of course, maybe he's one of those family members, you know. Oh, Uncle Donnie, or Cousin Donnie's coming over. You better hide, uh, your mega hats, and you better hide this and that. And, uh, oh, put that Bible away. We don't want him to see that. He'll think we're Christians. And do this. We want him to, we don't want to upset Cousin Donnie, because you know what happens when Cousin
3: Donnie gets
1: upset. <laughs> maybe they all yeah, have a clue.
3: <laughs> Well, So we're we're, we're getting ready to take a new phase with a new administration and a new Biden team, and we want to talk about energy, and we want to talk about uh, employment and jobs and foreign policy. And and to begin any conversation, any dialogue, you need to be able to point to that tree and all agree it's a tree. And it's going to be a challenge to do that when – For example, we can't even agree the Abraham Accords are a good thing, right? The the, the left will not applaud them. They'll say they're actually bad for American foreign policy. Huh. And I thought getting Jews and Arabs to to get along was a goal, right? So it's going to be very hard with this incoming administration to find common ground when we can't find common truths. You know,
1: I've, I've... I uh, had a bunch of adjectives when I started in today. Um, Let me see if I can find them. Betrayed, impeached, travesty, abhorred, existential. You know, we're hearing all these words, and of course they're being thrown at us. Uh, I have uh, an article about a gentleman, which I I really admired, and I'm a little disappointed in him. And it's uh, Ken Langdon. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. He's the the founder co-founder of Home Depot and he's a Trump man he says i feel betrayed he's buying into all this rhetoric that's going on yeah. now, you know you know daniel i hear the music but it is not about donald trump none of it's about donald trump he just happens to be nope. the man standing there it's not about him it's about the american people and our voice and our rights and our constitution and our republic, not democracy, republic, and they're missing that. Anyway, I hear the music. We're about out of time. Thank you, Dan. Thank you have a great weekend. Thank you, ma'am. And, stand-
0: yeah.
1: and we have the charge. You're listening to CFP Talk Radio. This has been a little exasperated. Rudy was trying to tell, tell me some stuff during the commercial, and it's just great, I- Two plus two is not always two. I said, you know, I don't think I'm going to go down that road. But if you got two chickens, you got two hens and two roosters, you're going to end up with more than four. Well, yeah, but eventually, but you started out with four. You still started out with four. Anyway, he said a woman is no uh, longer going to be called a woman, but they could be called a birthing person. A birthing person, (laughs) that makes no sense. So I guess a transvestite, a man, male that's dressed up like a woman, he can't be a, uh, a, a birthing person. It's always said, once they, uh, you know, push a child, <laughs> put your child out, then I'll, then I'll believe that they're female. Just putting on certain clothes and makeup doesn't make you a female. Alright. Betrayed. That's what I want to talk about. But I want you to think about how we've played a part in this either with ignoring it, letting it lie, just letting it ride. But this gentleman, Ken Langon, I'm not sure I pronounced his name right, and I, pron- I am very, very sorry about that. He is the co-founder of Home Depot, and he says, I feel betrayed. Now, he was a... He was a strong supporter of President Donald Trump, at least on his uh, economic side. He said, last Wednesday was a disgrace. There's another one of those adjectives. And it should never have happened in this country. You know, I agree with that. If it doesn't break every American's heart, something's wrong. It breaks my heart, for sure. I didn't sign up for that. He says I think the biggest mistake anybody is going to make is to try to rationalize what happened last week. What the president did and what that crowd did. There should be no mitigation at all. It was horrible. It was wrong and I'm shocked. Then he says I feel betrayed. I don't disagree with him, except for the fact that the president didn't do it. Now, maybe I'm rationalizing, and that's what he doesn't want to do, but if we don't stop and think just exactly what happened, if we don't investigate as to who did this, why they did it, and now we're finding out not only did they do it, but numerous authorities knew it was going to happen. They had been pre-warned, and they did nothing. And the president did not know. He had not received those words. If he had, what would he have done different? Ken, I'm asking you. How would you feel if you were the president of the United States, you were getting ready to have this, this huge, huge rally in front of the Capitol for people to have their voice to let these Congressmen and congresswomen or birth persons or whoever they are, know that you're not happy with how they're running this country. Would you have done it differently had you been the president and had you been forewarned that there was going to be trouble? Who is betrayed here? Once again, it's the American people and the President of the United States was betrayed. He was the one kept in the dark. I love this man, Ken. But I'm upset with him right now. He feels betrayed? You know, he's he's a very wealthy man. The American people, the the multitude that was there, they're not wealthy. Many of them are just making it from day to day. It was a sacrifice for them to even make that trip to D.C., a financial sacrifice. And now some of them are losing their jobs because they went and stood up to let their voices be heard that were are not happy about how you're running this country? Who is betrayed? Once again, it's the average American people. The below average. The somewhat above average. American people. Ken never missed a paycheck. He never missed a paycheck. He had to change how he's doing his stores, but he didn't have to close them forever. And now, all of a sudden, all these Democrat governors and mayors that are locked down, locked down, punish the people, punish the people. Oh, I think... We can't keep it locked down forever. We must open it up. Now that they've killed the small businesses and the mom and pops. Businesses. It was okay to go to the drive-thru and get your McDonald's hamburger, but you couldn't go to Pete's Cafe down the street at the corner. Who is betrayed? Betrayed. It wasn't Home Depot. It was America once again betrayed. Rationalize it. There were bad actors in there. There were people that were Trump people that say, "Hey, the door's open. I'm going in." Maybe even they helped. Have you ever taken? I didn't take philosophy, but I've heard it. I've read enough about it. Mob mentality. Are you going to be the one that falls into it? I don't know what I would have done. I might have walked in. I don't know. Maybe not say had Guns. Now, Beth, what are you trying to say? You're trying to rationalize. You can't rationalize. It was terrible. It's been terrible for the last nine months, what we have seen. The burning and the looting and the tearing down of these cities and these towns and destroying businesses. Oh, but that was a protest. This was an insurrection. Well, I didn't see them go grab anybody. They didn't grab them and try, I mean, talking about a congressman. There you go again, you're trying to rationalize it. No, I'm trying to put some kind of perspective here in order. Why did it happen? Who knew about it ahead of time? Why didn't they do take steps to stop it? Those, <laughs> those little gates that you can tie a bicycle on, they're not going to stop a million people from going through there. And that, since there was a million people in town, if they'd have really wanted to do something, they'd have done it. So there are people being arrested, and one of them, He's a black man. Nice looking black young man. But he was in the crowd. He is a Black Lives Matter leader. And he was screaming, burn the you know what down. We're taking it now. He wasn't a Trump person. There were Trump people there misbehaving. Yes, there were. They should not have done what they did. They should not have played follow the leader. But the real ones betrayed are the American people. It is the people's house. And somebody broke in. And it is a travesty. But we must look at it. We must look at this entire situation, not just the last four or five years, but the last several decades. Republican and Democrat administrations all together have betrayed the American people over and over and over again. And we best just sit down and take it or we're going to have to go to those little camps and be reprogrammed. Well, good luck with that you're listening to CSC Talk Radio. I've got some wise people that have written some things I'm going to share with you when we come back. And we'll be right back. When I think of bringing America home, I think of family sitting around the table. As a young girl, it was my job to set the table. Setting the table meant tablecloth, plates, drinking glasses, and the flatware, which had to be placed correctly on the respective sides of the plates. Regardless of the time of year, sitting down at the table is an American thing to do. It's great family. Liberty Tabletop can help you set your table. They are the only flatware manufacturer in the United States of America. Using high-quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. All that and with competitive prices. When you order, use the promo code Bethann to receive 10% off of your order. Visit libertytabletop.com or give them a call the old-fashioned American way. 844-386-2338. That's 844-386-2338. Use the promo code Beth Ann and receive 10% off your purchase. Let's set the table and bring America home. You're familiar with Range Magazine, packed with hard, cold facts regarding the battles we face out on the range and at home. Beyond the battles are beauty and pictures and words that will take you to another place and time. CJ and Range Magazine have produced a line of hardbound books that should be a part of your home library. The most recent publication is Cowboys and Critters, containing unique photos of the people and animals that make up the ranching world. These beautiful books, which make fantastic gifts, have won numerous awards, such as the prestigious Wrangler Award. First place in journalism, Will Rogers Gold Medal Award. So many honors, great photos, and wonderful poems and stories of the West. Reflections of the West, Brush strokes and balladeers. The M Bar, the Call of the Cow Country. You can't resist the art and cowboy poetry books. Visit rangemagazine.com for a complete list of prices. Call one eight hundred range for you. That's one eight hundred seven two six four three four eight. Be sure to let them know Beth Ann sent you.
0: Or send an email to beth at csetalkradio.com.
1: And we have returned to listening to Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I want you to stop and think about betrayed. What does it mean to be betrayed? Have you ever been betrayed by a friend or coworker or or someone, or even a family member? I have. Were they turned on you? A total lie? Or never defended you when they knew you were telling the truth? Nancy Pelosi, this is a few days old. We already know this. It's old news. But Nancy Pelosi, she named Eric Swalwell among the many managers of the Trump uh, impeachment. It is very well known, even though the mainstream media will not talk about it, Eric Swalwell is in an affair with a Chinese spy. He is compromised. He betrayed the American people. Pelosi betrayed the American people when she did not get rid of him, when she did not uh, uh, punish him in any way for what he had done. Betrayed. That's Betrayal. In these events that took place on Wednesday, the American people were betrayed in many ways. But did you know, and I, I was just watching uh, on my, uh, there was a Newsmax uh, tweet that was out there. And they were interviewing uh, an FBI guy. And he says that there was provocateurs that incited the riot that were there. And I don't doubt that that's partially true. Provocateurs. You know what Mama would have said? Well, if he jumps off a cliff, are you going to jump off a cliff too? There's no excuse even for the Trump people who decided to uh, follow the lead of these bad guys, these bad actors, into the Capitol. And now they're paying the price. Some of them are losing their jobs. Provocateurs. I watched a podcast by Rudy Giuliani yesterday. I got kind of tickled at it because everything he does is handwritten <laughs> on a legal sheet and if you ever watch mine when we're doing it on Facebook or any of the YouTube you'll see I've got this legal pad in front of me. Gary Brownfield taught me how to do that. I don't know how to get out of that habit. Don't know if I want to. I keep a log from every show. Every show. Sometimes they're don't got much on them. Sometimes there's so much scribbling you couldn't tell what, what we talked about that day. But Rudy Giuliani said people came to that, none of them in the crowd that Trump talked to. He didn't see anyone in that crowd with anything. But the ones who stormed the Capitol and broke in, they came prepared with batons to break windows Equipment to repel or scale the, the capital. They had milk. They had gas masks. That wasn't somebody that just got, oh, let's go do this idea. They planned it. And the mayor knew about it. The mayor knew that they had been warned that there was going to be trouble. America, this is a few days old, too, and I kept it because I thought this person on Twitter put this very well, As a conservative. Through this election, some people in the United States have sobered up. The corruption and greed... Maybe that's the strange feeling we're feeling. (laughs) I've never really been drunk, so maybe that's the strange feeling we're feeling. The corruption and the greed of politicians, the incomparable evil of CCP, the Red Devil's ambition to annex world peace, and the ignorance and the shamelessness of the traitors of the Democrat Party have become vicious. Exposing to the sober American people Their benefit transmission is far more important than are are the American people. In the world, the plague makes the American people unable to survive. These so-called elected officials have to increase their salaries. What about our people? What about our small businesses? The Democrats have never cared about the interests of the middle class. Well, I'm going to add neither of the Republicans. To increase taxes in the middle class first and we don't have the right to speak? It isn't fair, is it? The media now only works for the Democrat Party. It has become the party media for the Democrats and other socialist platforms to eliminate those greedy and short-sighted crocodiles. Now, this was done, this was tweeted before all the banning happened. I read this, it was also something that was tweeted out a week or so, maybe it was last week over the weekend, and I kept it. Then I had to look it up today because when I took a picture of it, I didn't get who actually said it. This is coming from Robert F. Kennedy. Now, I want you to think about where you are today, as I am about me And about CSC Talk Radio. About my family. My friends. My community. Every time we turn our heads the other way, when we see the law flouted, when we tolerate what we know to be wrong, when we close our eyes and ears to the corrupt because we are too busy or too frightened... When we fail to speak up and speak out, we strike a blow against freedom, decency, and justice. Seventy-some million people in this country believe their votes were stolen, and that's why one million of those showed up in D.C. last week. They didn't want to be the ones who laid silent. Now, I'm not talking about the ones who abused the privilege of of uh, freedom of speech and decided to get violent. I'm not talking about those. They don't count. I'm talking about all the rest of those. And now we're told if we ever voted for Donald Trump, we are Nazis by Don Lamone. Robert F Kennedy If you every time you do that you strike a blow against freedom and decency and justice teach your children well they are our responsibility we have to stay vigilant not Violent, vigilant, above all, above all, teach your children to pray. And one of the most difficult things in the world to do, Beth has a huge problem with it. And next week I'm going to have to start doing it. Pray for your enemies. Pray for the leaders of this country, regardless of who they are. God tells us to pray for them. Do you believe in His Word? Sometimes we think we know better, but you know this chaos we're living in? It's because we thought we knew better. America, have a great weekend and do all that you can to
2: bring America home. That's american Well, look at this, will you? Dailyken.com reports news even conservatives won't touch. Dailyken.com has insightful commentary. Dailyken.com even has a touch of humor. Dailyken.com doesn't even try to be politically correct. DailyKen.com works hard to find stories ignored by the mainstream media. News the other guys won't touch, insightful commentary, a tad bit of humour, not politically correct, and stories ignored by the mainstream media. DailyKen.com